doodly doodly. Welcome back. Today we'll be talking about the images of life in Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five and how they relate to the real world. Vonnegut uses a unique perspective based off of personal experiences in order to highlight the effect of war on soldiers. Through memories, predictions, and hallucinations, Vonnegut reveals the reality of life and death. He writes Slaughterhouse-Five in a dark and messy manner to reflect on the war he himself had experienced. Billy Pilgrim is unstuck in time, magnifying how every moment in life shapes the human being living it. The good, the bad, and the ugly, in no particular order, makes readers question the journey of life and how much of it is in their control. To kind of capture this idea, I wrote a poem, and it's called The Atoms of Life Moments. It's kind of cheesy, so bear with me. Although the time has passed, the memories of those moments last in the heart and scrambled in the mind. A lifetime consists of millions of stories, happy, sad, and gory. They complement each other like sister and brother. However, dates and times are not important because the people and the lessons learned are the trophy of fulfillment. There is no control in what road you stroll down, only what way you turn after all the bridges are burned. A veteran of war and a veteran of life, battle wounds and the scars of a betrayer's knife leave someone asking why. Why has the end often come so near? And how has the world kept me here? Why do I feel I'm the one behind the ever-deadly gun? Each moment feels connected, but the timeline has been neglected, and no one knows the order of reality. Each question is answered with more questions unanswered, with more confusion and no conclusion. Each moment builds a memory that wields with unorganized precision of the sanity of a survivor. Picking up the pieces of glass, learn to build like an art class. Use the shards of memory, designing your own designated victory, where you win all the awards, and a place at the top of all boards where you outlive your, your knotted-up life. So in this poem, I tried my best to kind of capture not only Billy Pilgrim's like thoughts and feelings on guilt and life and death, but also I tried to go back and forth with time because in the story, it's very all over the place and it's very knotted up, like I say in the last stanza. Um, but I just tried my best to like have it be really unorganized, but somehow be like a coherent, cohesive People tend to alter their sense of reality in order to cope with their trauma, and Billy did this through time. Yeah, and that's probably, like she said, like because of the trauma that he experienced in the war. And um, how the war is super violent, and like in the book he explains how it's like bad for like everyone, and it's shown through like Billy's experiences and like, how he was treated by like the other people, and it's also shown through like all the trauma that Billy experiences physically and mentally. This yeah. kind of causes him to like think that life is pretty meaningless. And it makes him like lose his sense of like motivation and confidence and kind of just accepts what's to come. Yeah, and I think that like he kind of shows that through bird, like the bird that goes like pooty wee or whatever. Because like even like even animals can't describe what the heck he just like saw and what he witnessed. And it really makes sense with how he sees life after that, because then he doesn't really take anything into account. And like, whatever happens to him just happens. And he just kind of moves on with it because he's seen so much that um, has like hurt him and other people around him. And he has nothing to do with, with it. And like, he can't change it in any way. Another huge aspect of this book is the idea of free will and how none of us really have it. Like there's no controlling what happens to you most of the time. And I think that's super, super prevalent prevalent in um, our day-to-day lives. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I think mostly as teenagers, we see the worst of it just because not every no one really has like full free will regardless because there's always like laws and things like that but uh teenagers have the worst because they have to listen to their teachers and their parents and there's just so much to follow and i think another really good example of like free will in teenagers life is like the coronavirus like we have no choices like if our school is going to get shut down or like if we're going to go online for a few weeks so I think it's really, like, a big aspect in our lives right now with the pandemic. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, Ola brought this up earlier on a conversation that wasn't recorded, sadly, that we kind of, like, use social media as an outlet. Like, if we don't really understand what's going on around us or we don't really want to, like, be a part of what's going going on around us, we kind of go on to social media and we use that as an escape. But in the same way, I also feel like that's part of the reason why we don't have so much free will because there's so many like standards in society that we feel like we need to follow, which we don't necessarily have to do, but like because that's what society wants, that's what we do. And so that's another kind of idea of like not having free will, even though we technically should, but we don't because we're so affected by it. So I just thought of like another really good example of teenagers not having as much free will and when I think about it I just think about like the rules that we have to follow in school and not necessarily that they're bad but like we have dress codes and we can't you know we can't talk the same way in school as we would if we were just out with friends and you have to ask to use the bathroom and you have to ask if you can do this and ask if you can do that and um, that in that way like we can't just do whatever we want because it's not like our authority to do so when we're in the school buildings. So in addition to the other things with having no free will at school, another example is like close contact and the policy with that. If someone around you isn't wearing their mask, then you get punished for the decision not to wear their mask and you have to do online for like two weeks or however long. And that's just another example in school that we have with the pandemic. And it kind of carries on to colleges too right now. They have an entire dorm dedicated for people who are either positive or have like close contact. And like they share a bathroom, which doesn't make any sense because like if you don't have it, you'll probably get it there. So then like people don't have the option to opt out of it. Like you can't just go home for the weekend or anything like that. Like you have to stay for the entire weeks. Yeah, and that bleeds into like everybody's lives. That goes for like adults too because it's not like our personal choices to not go out. I mean, it could be, but when you're quarantined, like you were told by the state and by the government and by the CDC to stay home for other people's safety. Another thing is that Billy kind of has no motivation for the future. He kind of accepted that whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. So he just is okay with the outcome and doesn't have any reason to try to change it. Which is so crazy because, like, especially in our senior year, we're all so worried about the future and about, like, where we're going to go for college, what we're going to do for college, how we're going to get there, and all these, like, what-ifs, whereas he just, like, doesn't even think about it. Like, he thinks about what has already happened to him, and he walks through life without even looking forward, and, like, all of us right now are so focused on the future. Yeah, and I also agree with that, um, how senior year... The only thing on my mind is pretty much college and, like, worrying about that. And, yeah. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening.
So I was just thinking about how we're seniors now. And like right now, as much as we don't like all the schoolwork and especially like when we have to go, go quarantine and have to do it all online and stuff like that, someday we are gonna like look back at these memories and go back in the past to look at right now and think about how great like these memories are when we don't even realize that we're making them. And along with that, we're like gonna, we're, we're gonna be sad like when we go back and realize that we are experience, experiencing all of our last like last football game, last like sport, whatever you're in. And a lot of us are like looking forward to like the future and like not like potentially not having to wear like wear masks anymore and the pandemic being better. But to, like when, we, when it's the future, then we're gonna be like sad. So we wish we would have gone back and like, yes. Yeah, cause we're kind of like missing out on the now and like we're just looking so forward that like we're not taking the present like seriously i feel like everyone's kind of just like oh well for now i'll just do this because eventually i can do this but like life's short and you don't know what's gonna happen and i think like abby said like we're all just waiting for this pandemic to end but like who knows when that's gonna be we're all assuming like oh next year it'll be normal like i can go to college my freshman year like we're all just assuming that it's gonna be over but like who knows maybe we're gonna be doing our freshman year of college virtual and i think that if we just keep thinking like oh when this is over we're just like making excuses to not live our lives. Yeah, and I totally agree because like, like I think back to sophomore year a lot because I thought that sophomore year I was so overworked and how like life was awful in school. And then junior year and even this year sometimes I like look back at those memories and they're some of the best memories that I have from high school. And so it's always so crazy because we always take, like we don't take advantage of the now and we take it for granted instead. And then we look so far forward into the future that um, we don't get a really experienced life as it is and then we have to look back on it later on in life and like realize that we like we didn't enjoy the time that we had.